Water. It provides a basic fuel for life. It carries us from place to place. It shows off its beauty like paint on a canvas. It contains some of the most amazing creatures on planet Earth. And it gives us outlandish sports takes. When I'm upset, I eat away my sorrow and depression and whatever. I want them to take Justin Fields, the quarterback out of Ohio State. Because Sam Darnold's awful. Our first round guys! My QB. Doug check. That's just the way. the shores of Lake Erie, through the hills of North Carolina, to the Atlantic coast, it's time for the Erie to Atlantic show. And welcome back indeed to the Erie to Atlantic show. Happy draft day, everyone. Um, as we're recording this, we are just over 24 hours away from the start of the NFL draft. Exciting times. Exciting times. I'm Joe, the Chief Keller, alongside the OG co-host, Mr. Brandon Weems. The Chief OG of the Erie 2 Atlantic show. The reason why it's Erie 2 Atlantic, we're not talking about North Carolina tonight. We're not talking about wherever the hell Polaro's from. We're talking about Erie and Atlantic tonight. Yes, sir. Even though Erie has nothing to do with this upcoming draft. Nope. <laughs> but, you know, Erie 2 Atlantic also kind of symbolizes, like, my journey of life. Yeah. Because. That's the way to put it. Hashtag now a null. Yes, sir. Excited to be well, it's like it's like Erie to the Gulf. Like well, guess what, what ocean is the Gulf of Mexico part of? Um, it is its own thing. It's Atlantic, yeah. But uh <laughs> the Erie to Pensacola Beach. <laughs> yes. Pensacola Christian College. <laughs> Erie to Shell Point Beach. Yes. This is this one. I don't want to talk about beaches though. I'm still uh, a little bit of PTSD from my recent beach trip. Yikes. Uh, yeah. I see you're still yeah. peeling. I am still peeling. Yikes. You should see my back. It looks like worse than KD's. I don't leg. plan on looking at your back anytime soon. <laughs> it, it looks worse than KD's legs. Oh, no. Very dry. and. At least he can take care of that on the bus to Cancun. Yes. Major shout out to Inside the NBA with the, the funniest meme video ever. Using the, the work bus from the office. Shabuya oh, roll call. Oh. <laughs> and and then just the cherry on top is freaking Ben Simmons as Creed yep. played a little hooky from work today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh why Rob wasn't wrong though. Katie's biggest mistake was tweeting that with plenty of time for the producers. He could have tweeted that live and they would have been able to come up with that. Shout out inside <laughs> the NBA crew, best in the business. Best in the biz, baby. However, we're here to talk NFL draft. Um, there we are. Well, we're, we're just going to run through the first round, do a mock draft. Very, um, very, very casual. Just like we did last year. We did this last year as well. Did we do it last year? Yeah, we did. I probably was nowhere near accurate, too. So nope. exactly And we're not going to be accurate tonight either. Yeah. So, without further ado, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. 
All right, let's start this. I know who I have going first. Yeah, I thought I I was between two guys um, for the first pick. Uh, and then, you know, things change. It sounds like it's just about set. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. So, Brandon, would you like to start off uh, with your pick or would you like me to go first? Um, I think that really, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You can go first if you want to. Okay. Well, I'm going first, and I think that if I can find the prospect list. Ah, here we go. Even though I don't agree with this pick, I think that this is the guy that they want and that they're kind of set on, and that is edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson. All right. Aiden Hutchinson at number one. How about that? So, with the first pick – In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars have traded the pick. Really? Have traded the pick. Because I believe that... Marshawn Lattimore. (laughs) No, unfortunately. That would be fun. I think that with the Detroit Lions sitting there quarterback needy, and I think the Houston Texans are also quarterback needy as well. Although they like to say that it's going to be their boy Davis Mills, everybody knows that it's not Davis Mills. And I believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers have gotten on the phone with Jacksonville and said, we like Malik Willis. Wow. We like Malik Willis a lot. And what's going to happen is they're going to send their number 20 pick and a second rounder next year to the Jacksonville Jaguars for Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty University. And you said, wait, you said this is the Steelers? The Steelers have traded up to number one. That's certainly interesting. Okay, you made a great point, though, and I'm officially changing my pick. I'm going with Trayvon Walker, actually, not Hutchison. Okay, okay. Because, you know, looking through stuff, it sounds like they are a little higher on Walker. Um yeah who I think is the second best edge. I still think Thibodeau is number one. I, Word, yeah. But So I'm going I'm going Walker. I think that your trade is a little out there, but uh, yeah. But is it really? A little bit. Um, second pick, Detroit. Who you got here? With the second pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions have selected hometown boy Aiden Hutchinson. I'm going to agree with that one. That's just kind of – it's just there. Like – it, it's almost too good to pass up on that one. All right, now we got the Texans on the clock. They said that there's a 99% chance that they keep pick number three. They said pick number 13 is 50-50 on whether they trade it or not. Um, you want to know why, right? Why? Inspire at, at three, they can get who they want. At 13, he's already going to be gone. Kyle Hamilton goes number three. I like that pick a lot, and I've been locked into Kyle Hamilton number three. I'm sticking with it there. Yeah. See, look, we can agree on some stuff. A little bit. I mean, depends. A little bit. Uh, The Jets 
with two top 10 picks. They got number four, number 10. Um, what do you see them doing here at four? Well, this pick comes down to which edge rusher they like more between Kayvon Thibodeau and uh, my boy Jermaine Johnson. I mean, I've heard rumor that Jermaine could go number four. I've heard rumor he could go 20. So, I mean, it just depends on where where they believe his fit is. But I think that they're just going to go with their gut and they're going to pick Jermaine Johnson at number four. Uh, definitely no bias involved there, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm going with Derek Stingley out of LSU. Stingley. Um, I think that I think DB is one of their biggest positions of need. Their secondary was awful last year. Stingley has been rated really high um, and come back from injury. It's going well. And I mean, there were times where people said he might even go number one. Yeah. So I, I think that them getting Stingley <clears throat> here at four and they still have that number 10 pick that they can use to address other things. I'm taking Derek Stingley. Now oh, the other hey. New York team sitting there at number five. Funny how they have back-to-back New York picks. Yeah, I mean, you got four, five, seven, ten. Yeah. Um, for me, I think that they really want to protect um, Dan Daniel Jones. I couldn't think of his name for a second. Yeah. That's totally relevant. I he is to me. <laughs> um, so they get their pick of offensive lineman. I think they go with Evan Neal here. I 100% agree with that, actually. I, I really feel like it's a coin flip between Evan Neal and uh, Equanu. I think that Evan Neal is a slightly better player. Also, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with an Alabama lineman. Yep. So, give me give me him. And oh, that leads to number six, Carolina. Give me another hometown one. kid, just like Hutchison, from North Carolina State. Our good friend, Scout, big NC State and Panthers fan. This is a match made in heaven for him. Akeem Ekwanu stays in state, goes to the Panthers. I agree with that one as well. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Um, oh, guess what? New York, back on the clock. It's the Giants again. I'm curious who you have at seven. All right. I'll, I'll come out and say it. I have them getting Kayvon Thibodeau here. Okay. I think that him still being on the board at seven is just – you can't pass that up. I get they'd probably like to add a receiver, um, but I think Thibodeau here is just – it's something like you have to take it, and yep. I think that they will because they definitely need edge rusher help. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going with him. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. But – but – you still have Walker on your board. I do. And he's going to stay on the board. Oh. And so is Thibodeau. Okay. Who's their other offensive tackle? Andrew Thomas. It's pretty solid, isn't he? Not really. His, How old is he? The only thing he's really done so far is catch a touchdown against the Buccaneers. Yeah, I know. I'll Which is cool. Um. But his main job is is to block, and yep. that's kind of a priority. And you can't do that, right? Not really. And so guess what they're going to do? They're going to take another one, huh? They're going to take Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Okay. Okay. So you're going three straight tackles off the board, the top three yep. guys. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. All right. And now we move on to Atlanta. This is a big one. 
this is an easy pick for me. I know it's a receiver. Um, I okay. I fully don't think that they're going to draft a quarterback here. I think they'd be stupid to because yeah. you could draft a, a rookie quarterback, even though you have Mariota, who can definitely be a gap guy. I think he can still be more. But, like, who who would they be throwing to? Kyle Pitts is phenomenal. We know that. You know, no Calvin Ridley. Julio's long gone. Gage is down in the bay with Tom Brady. You need a, a receiver, and this is a perfect draft class to get one. Um, so, really, it just comes down to, to their pick. I think they go Drake London. He's a big-bodied dude. I could also see James okay. Williams, but I'm going Drake London here. Okay. I like that. I would say because of the Bucks having their receivers and the Panthers having decent receivers and the Saints having okay receivers, I think that move, get somebody who can guard them. I'd say they go with Derek Stingley Jr. Interesting. Because they, in a league with insane receivers, you're going to need somebody that can guard the receivers, and he's the best corner on the board. Fair enough. It's an interesting pick. I mean, I have him long gone, but, uh, you know. Yeah. And now Seattle. This is where I have Malik coming off the board. I I don't see any possibility of him going one overall. That That's just like, <clears throat> I don't know. That just seems like a kind of a crazy, that, that seems too crazy for me. Um, yeah, and that's not against the league. It's like just that big of a trade. I, I don't see it happening. So I'm I'm going to go with Malik here to Seattle. I literally was standing a few feet away from their quarterback coach talking, saying to their offensive coordinator that if it were up to him, if Malik is there at nine, he's taking him. You can't wow. be, you know, you trade Russell Wilson, you still have good receivers. You can't lose that fan base like that. You have to get some kind of spark. Drew Locke is not a spark. He sucks. So they go with Malik Willis. All right. Look at that. That's exciting. Ooh. That's real exciting, man. Tell you what, it's kind of fun. What's that? I enjoy trades a lot. Apparently. I enjoy trades a whole lot. And I think the fact that there's still an abundance of receivers at nine, I think there's going to be a certain team that is desperate for a receiver who already has a quarterback that's going to want Jameson Williams. And who is that? With the ninth pick. In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Jameson Williams. That's spicy. I think they trade number 22 and 28. Okay. To go get him. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. And Aaron Rodgers can rejoice. Indeed, he can. All right, and that brings us to number 10. Yep, which is the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And Garrett Wilson is still on the board. 
So guess where Garrett Wilson is going? Not here. Because Drake <laughs> London is a pick. All right. All right. Um, I'm going a, a bit of a different direction. Okay. You like trades, huh? I do like trades. I'm a big first-rounder guy. I think that with this, if I can figure out how to – how do I get back to – okay, here we go. Oh, no, he's he's struggling. I'm I'm fumbling on the PFF website. I'm fumbling here. He's struggling with technology. I am struggling with technology. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers trade up here. Nice. To get their quarterback because I see Malik go off the board. I think they think, oh, shit. That was the guy that we wanted. Yeah. And they're thinking we can't let our number two option go. I think they trade up with the Jets. Uh, they swap for pick 20 and then uh, also the second round pick because the Jets won't find a way to get an extra first rounder out of it. They, it's the Jets, you know. And they select Kenny Pickett. Oh, Kenny Pickett at number 10. You love to see it. So back-to-back quarterbacks off the board. All right. And that brings us to the newly minted Washington Commanders. The commies. Um, Love the commies. I think I think secretly the commanders are sitting here and they're like, crap. Because I think <laughs> that they were possibly thinking of taking a quarterback. And they just saw two of the top three guys go off the board. So they can't they can't like freak out. Right? Guess not. Who else do they have at receiver? Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. That's about it. All right. You want to add Garrett Wilson to that? Because I do. But I'm not going to. (laughs) Gotcha again. (laughs) Just kidding. I am. Garrett Wilson to the commies at 11. Okay. I like that pick. I'm going a different direction. Um. The Washington Redskins football team commanders have consistently found a way to be one of the least flashy and exciting teams in the NFL over the past decade or so. Yeah. And with all these skill players loaded up in this draft and big name players to get them excited, you know, you just rebranded, you want to make a big splash to start that off. And Dan Snyder and whoever their GM is, say no and they take the center tyler linderbaum um from iowa tyler linderbaum which i don't even think it's that bad of a pick no that's actually you have like the most fragile quarterback in the nfl yeah on like the worst field in the nfl so i think that they prioritize that so i think that's a pretty good pick for that and that brings us to the vikings at 12 yeah and I think the Vikings are going to be sitting there looking at Trayvon Walker and Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't know how you both of them available still. And be like, oh, my God, who are we taking? Be like, well, they talked about – because that's going to be one of those things where it's like, why are they dropping? Who, who talked to them and who didn't like them? Yep. And I think they're going to go with their gut because they watched – for some reason, the GM's kid watched some Kayvon Thibodeau yeah highlights and said hey this guy's pretty good and he's like well if he's there we take him 
well, he's there, and you're going to take him. Kind of like Justin Jefferson, you know? Yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau is a Minnesota Viking at 12. Okay. Um, we A theme of this so far has been hometown kids. Yeah. You said it yourself that he's from Minnesota. Yeah, I did. Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson, a dude who's been linked to the Vikings a lot. Jermaine. In my other mock drafts, I kind of – Quickly went through. I had them getting Linderbaum, but he's off the board. Jermaine Johnson, skull, baby, skull. They're be good, too. That defense will be pretty good. That brings us to the Houston Texans. Yep. What do you see them doing here? Well, the funny part is on this thing, uh, on PFF that we're doing our draft mocks on, it says needs every position. Which is accurate. And I would 100% agree. (laughs) I have them taking Kyle Hamilton at number three. Um, So they already went defense. So I think they're going to look at offense and they're going to see that there's not really a lot available unless they want Chris Olave. I don't think Chris Olave is the answer. So I think they're going to see Trayvon Walker sitting there and be like, well, there's a lot of talk about him. Why don't we just take him? So they're going to take Trayvon Walker at 13. It's interesting. I have another trade here because it Ooh. sounds like they're looking to pick up some extra capital. I have them moving down two spots. The Eagles. Um, Why would the Eagles move up though? That's the thing. Oh, uh, not not the Eagles. Sorry, the the Saints. The Saints, Saints move up. Saints want to get a receiver. They're worried about the Eagles sitting there, likely doing the <clears> same <throat> thing. Saints yep. trade up a couple spots, get Jameis Williams. All right. And that leads us to the Ravens. Yes, it does. And that's funny because I have a trade here. Okay. For the exact same reason. I have the Saints trading up to 14 because they see um, Chris Olave sitting there. And they think that's who the Eagles are going to go with. And so they go get Chris Olave at 14. Okay. This is interesting. The Ravens need some DBs. They've had injuries to theirs. Ahmad Gardner still sitting there. I got Ahmad Gardner going to Baltimore. In what just feels like a good fit. Yeah. So that leads us to now Philly on the clock. The Philadelphia Eagles. They got freaking jumped by New Orleans because, let's be real, things just always go the worst way possible for the Eagles in the draft. And I think with this, the Eagles are going to freak out and they're going to see the next available wide receiver, which is Sky Moore, and they're just going to draft Sky Moore just because. See, I still have some really good receivers left. So, for me, I don't think they sweat it too much because they still got Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks. But considering that they don't know how to evaluate receivers, they're not going to get any of those three guys. They're going to get George Pickens from Georgia. That's actually not at all. Actually, I take it back. They're going to go in-state because that's the theme of our draft. They're going to get Jahan Dotson. Oh, my God. If they select Jahan Dotson at 15, please. That's what's going to happen. That's what I'm locking in. So now I got the Texans on the clock at 16. I have the uh, Baltimore Ravens on the clock at 16, and I have them – being able to still grab Ahmad Gardner at 16. Okay. Do it. <laughs> well, well, it's been done. So for me, um, 
I think that part, one of the biggest parts of rebuild, beefing up an offensive line, um, Charles Cross is still there at 16. Wow. Oh, Charles Cross going number seven. Yeah, I mean, you had friggin' Thibodeau still available in Walker in, like, 12, you know? Yeah. So, I got Charles Cross. Uh, welcome to the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. And now it's the Chargers. Yeah, it is. We love the LA Chargers. Honestly, I kind of do. Like, Chargers, kind of a fan. They see Trey Burks there to pair with that whole receiving core that they got, and they take them. Yeah. I mean, another th- interesting take, to say the least, that was said on the live Erie 2 Atlantic show yesterday that neither of us got to be on was that the Chargers need to get a cornerback to replace Derwin James with. Not sure if you heard that or not. Sweet guy. I'm, I'm glad I didn't. Uh. Last time I checked, he's a safety. Last time I checked, he's one of the best safeties in the league. Yeah, exactly. However, I do think that they would like an upgrade at corner. I got them taking Trent McDuffie. This is a guy that a lot of people are high on. Uh, It's kind of quiet. Trent McDuffie to the L.A. Chargers. My my next pick is Trent McDuffie to the Eagles at at 18. Like I said earlier, everything always goes wrong for the Eagles. They're always one pick behind. That's fair. That's fair. And they are in yours. They aren't in mine. But uh, one of the things that that they need is a linebacker, Devin Lloyd. I think he's, he's a stud. Still there. I have Devin Lloyd to the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. Eagles. Caw. Caw, caw. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. 19, the Nolans Saints, where I w- I'm going to be in New Orleans here in a couple of months. Can't wait. Same here. It's going to be a good time. I'm hoping I can uh, get my family down there. Hopefully Jordan Travis brings his family with the Florida State football team and beats the piss out of the Kelly family. Yeah, hate that guy. Wait, who would you have at 18? I had McDuffie. Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I have McDuff, McDuff boy. But uh, at 19, this is kind of a, a toss-up pick for the Saints. I feel like they can just take anybody that's there. Um, so this is kind of tough. Like you got receivers, like you got like Jahan Dotson's there. You got Pickens if they want to go up on Pickens a little bit. They could they could splurge and go get Kenny Pickett if they wanted to. Let him play in a dome with his small hands. Um, they could they could get a running back. They could take a running back off the board. That'd be fun. I, I don't really think there's any running backs in this class that I like. Brees Hall, but I don't think he can maybe squeak in the first round. But I don't. I just I'm I don't really see any of these being like first round talents. Um, I'm not ex- really expecting that. Um, I think they see all of the receivers are gone and they just take the next best one and pick ins because they just need receivers. So they need sure. stuff for my boy JB to throw to. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll agree with you. This is a very, it's a very tough pick. Um, Cause I honestly don't really know what direction. I mean, they're definitely taking a receiver. 
I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. Um, I mean, they have two. They have two quarterbacks on their roster that can win a few games. So, yeah, I don't think they're like fretting about that too much. I I just I really don't know. I feel like their biggest needs are secondary, offensive line, and receiver. Yeah. I already have them taking um, taking a receiver. I, I just don't know. Like, this is the biggest question mark pick so far. It's kind of just out there. Just like. I, I think they go secondary here. Um, and they okay. get, I think, I think they get Andrew Booth out of Clemson. Okay, that's not a bad pick. Yeah. That's not that's not awful. And I got the Jets on the clock again. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. And they're gonna take Carl Aftis from Purdue, the edge rusher. Because honestly, that's not that bad of a uh, a downgrade from one of the other edge rushers. This like, is true. They still get about the same for a sec like in addition to a second round pick next year. So yeah, I mean, I got both Ohio State wide receivers here. I got the Jets on the clock, and I think this is definitely a wide receiver pick. Yeah. I got both Ohio State guys and Traylon Burks. I like Garrett Wilson a lot. I think he's a stud, and I think that unfortunately for him, he becomes a New York Jet. Well, you don't really think much of him if you're giving him to uh, the 20th pick in the draft. but Yeah, it just kind of falls that way sometimes, you know? Yeah. I got Garrett I, Wilson at 11. Yeah, I mean, you kind of went heavy with the wide receivers to start off, so. Yeah. And that leads the Patriots. This you is should a, take a receiver, but they don't. This have. is a this is an easy pick for me. A freaking hard-nosed white dude, edge rusher. Yeah, that, that has Bill Belichick written all over it. George Karlaftis to the Patriots. And I think that's who they want, but I also think that with Jacksonville picking at 20 and picking him, they're just like, frick. Okay, who do we pick now? And so I don't think Bill Belichick really gets that worked up over it. Yeah. Is anyone that he misses out on in the first round, he'll find it in like the sixth. That's fair. This is true. So they according to Pro Football Focus, they need a receiver, which there's not really a good one available. An edge rusher, which there's kind of, there's like a couple decent guys available, I guess. Linebacker. I feel like linebacker is their most is the deepest position at this point right now. Devin Lloyd is still on my board, and I think Devin Lloyd's the pick. All right. I like it. I like it. Now we go – I have Green Bay at 22. I know you had a trade with them. I, I don't know which pick. Seattle. Well, I know that, but wait, did you have them trading 22 or 28? Both. Oh, okay. So they – okay. For me, I think it's between Traylon Burks and Chris Olave. I think that they want to get a bigger dude – to kind of replace uh, replace Devontae Adams, a deep ball threat. Not saying Olave is not, but I think Traylon Burks as the bigger dude is more fits into that mold. So I got them taking Traylon Burks to appease Aaron Rodgers. I feel like that was in his contract is that they have to take a receiver round one. Yeah. And I guarantee he's probably going to be sitting there in the in the war room, sitting behind their GM and, and Matt LaFleur. And he's just gonna like be behind him with the the spiked baseball bat from <laughs> The Walking Dead. Um yep. and they take trail on Burks. All right. 
Well, I have kind of a reach here. I won't even lie. The Seattle Seahawks are on the board. And they're starting, like, receiver. They're big-time receivers, DK Metcalf. They need quarterbacks. They don't – they have Drew Locke. Drew Locke isn't – no offense to Drew Locke. I like his little backpack celebration that he does with putting it over one arm at a time and then kind of, like, feeling himself a little bit. Yeah, he's got fun celebrations. He's got swag, but he doesn't have yeah. NFL talent. So I, 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 like, I like him for that, but I just don't think that he's the guy. And so in 2011-ish, whenever they drafted Russell Wilson, the thing was, oh, like, he's a little – like, he's got some mobility to him. He's a little undersized, but he's got a good arm. And I think that – in the Seattle Seahawks way, they're just going to try to repeat history, but they're going to get a guy that DK Metcalf knows well, Ole Miss graduate, Matt Corral. All right. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. All right. So I have – now we're at 23, Arizona Cardinals. This is an easy pick for me. I have Tyler Linderbaum still there. We'll take him. Yeah, there's not a ton of interior linemen that are kind of here and really good. I think Jordan Davis still being there, that's kind of the sexy pick. So I have him going down to the desert. All right. That'll be fun. Yeah. And, you know, you know what's bigger than Texas for the next pick at 24? Jordan Davis. <laughs> a personality as big as Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is a Dallas Cowboy. Or soul. Uh, for me, I think we see back-to-back um, Georgia Bulldogs. Devontae yeah. Wyatt to the Cowboys. That's a good pick. That's who I was thinking about before I saw our boy Jordan Davis still on the board. So pick 25. Say it with me, Brandon. No Nobody one circles the wagons like the, the Buffalo Bills. Bills. And this is a team that really doesn't need a lot. No. I feel like they can so why not have player. the rich get richer? We know they have Stephon Diggs. They got Gabriel Davis, but they don't have a ton of receiving outside of that. Chris Olave is still sitting there. I see Chris Olave going up to Buffalo, smashing yeah, table. That would be nuts. Yeah, I don't think they go that way, but that'd be crazy. I think one of their needs is wide receiver, and the other need is D lineman. And Devontae Wyatt's still there. And I think that's just – it's not the sexy pick, but if you're as good as the Buffalo Bills are, you don't need to make the sexy pick. So, I think Devontae Wyatt's pick. All right. Now we got Tennessee Titans. I have a fun one for this one. All right. Let's hear it. Tennessee Titans, what is one thing that have held them back for years? Ever since the 2013 draft. Well, 2014. Decent, but not great quarterback play. Absolutely. And the quarterback that's still available that went to the college football playoff that knows how to play in a situation like that. Stetson Bennett. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati. Huh. Because I think they think that their boy Tannehill's probably on his last legs. And if they really want to take the next step, I think they're just going to see Ritter there and be like, he's kind of good enough. Like, no, he, he's good that you can't pass him up. 
All right. So I think Desmond Ritter is the pick at 26. I like that. I think it's solid. Um, bold. Actually, yep. I don't really like that at all. Mike Vrabel, right. big defensive guy. I mean, that that entire Georgia defense was insane. And I think that their draft stock as a whole shot up because of it. Nicobe Dean's sitting there. They need some linebacker help. Welcome to Nashville, Nicobe Dean. That was the other pick. Nicobe yeah. Nashville. Nicobe. Nashville, Nicobe. I don't know what's about it. I'll work on it. So. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At 27. Yeah. Not where we wanted to be picking, but, you know, we have a quarterback still. So, because we're picking where we don't want to be picking. So, um, I would say for Tampa, our biggest need, because I'm obviously a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Our yeah. biggest need right now is offensive line, because Tom Brady, old man Tom, is coming back for another year. We lost a couple of our offensive guards to free agency. Yeah. I think Zion Johnson from Boston College is the pick. I agree with you 100%. I'm not going to lie. I thought about going quarterback here. Really? Um, For who? For Tampa. For what? I thought about, but I was like, I think they'd rather go all in for Tom Brady and kind of worry about whatever else happens next. Yep. I think the quarterback draft next year is big enough that they can just like they'll find they'll find a way. Yeah. They'll find a way. So yeah, give me Zion Johnson to Tampa Bay. So always picking linemen. Yeah. That brings the Green Bay Packers back on the clock. That brings the um Seattle Seahawks back on the clock for me. It's interesting. And after they just drafted Matt Corral, I think that they're gonna go. On the opposite side of the ball, and I think Andrew Booth is the pick. Interesting. Very interesting. They have a passing attack, so they want to guard everybody else's passing attack now. I had them taking a wide receiver before. I had them getting Traylon Burks. Yeah. I think they doubled down. That's that's yeah, I like that a lot. I don't think well, I mean What's their – I don't even know what their current wide receiver room is. I mean, Alan Lazard and – um, I don't know what other receivers – Randall Cobb should still be there. Who? Randall Cobb. Yeah, I guess. I think. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Old man Randall Cobb. Love, love to see it. Let's see, they have Chris Blair, Randall Cobb, Rico Gafford, Alan Lazard, Amari Rogers, Malik Taylor. Oh, they got Sammy Watkins. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's their that's the big man. Yeah. I think they go for another big time uh receiver, but I think big time smaller guy, because that you have your big threat. I think they go with more of a smaller, quicker guy. Uh give me Sky Moore. Out of Western Ooh. Michigan, the Maction. I like that. And the Chiefs are on the clock. You're talking about a small, fast receiver, right? Yeah. That's why I like Jahan Dodson to go to Kansas City. I will say this. This is one of these two picks. They have 29 and 30. One yep. of them will definitely be a wide receiver. And so I'll just get that out of the way now. 
Mm-hmm. This is tough. Kind of a reach here. Give me John Mechie the third. That was who I was deciding between Jahan Dotson and John Mechie. I like that pick a lot. You know, I like I like Pickens and I like this dude Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, but I just feel like they'd rather have a quicker guy, more of a Tyree Kill type person um, to replace Tyree Kill because that's just how they run their offense. Yeah. So that that's what I'm going with there. So now the Chiefs, you're on the clock again. Yep. I'll let you go first because I have a I have a good but surprise pick for this one. Okay. Um. I'm going with Kair Elam. Yeah. From the University of Florida. That's that's a good pick. He did not turn into burnt toast once twice against uh, against Florida State, a dominant running team. But <laughs> that's good job. That's a good pick. I I'm, like that for the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm I'm taking him. Uh obviously he's a, a University of a Florida guy. So boo him. They've they've come out with some of the best corners ever out of University of Florida. So that's yeah. Well, here's the thing. If you're Kansas City, you just have to hope that he doesn't have overall non-competitive weak indicators of NFL talent. Yeah. To don't don't mince my words on that. Uh, that's, yeah. I made sure I said that perfectly. Yikes. No, no comment. No comment. You can leave it be. <laughs> well, you All know right. my pick at 30. You said Kair Elam. That's a really, really, really good pick. Um, but I'm going a little different on this one. All right. And they have a need for a running back. And I think it's close enough to the end of the first round that you can justify taking a running back. Especially when you have two picks back to back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can take a chance on one that you don't think is going to be there later in the second round. So that's why they're going to take Jay Sean Corbin. The running back from Florida state. Yeah, it's definitely a homer pick. No, I'm just kidding. They're going to take Brees Hall from Iowa State. Okay. I like I, that. I would never take Jason Corbin before the fifth round, probably. But never know. Never know. All right. The Bengals are now on the clock. He went from listening to the marching Chiefs to playing for the actual Chiefs. Crazy. He'll, he'd fit in with that tomahawk chop, though. Oh, yeah, he would enjoy it. Yeah. He's a good dude, too. I played against him in high school. I would love to see him and be a first-round pick. Uh, for the Bengals, I think they could use one more lineman. Um, they can always use linemen. Yeah. However, I think they did enough in free agency where they'd be okay not taking one. And I think that the true biggest position of need is Eli Apple. Yeah. That they take Jalen Petrie, the corner out of Baylor. That's funny that you say that. Or actually, I, take back. I like Daxon Hill out of Michigan. Okay. Give me Daxon Hill here. I have Kyer Elam going here because he's a little dirty and he fits perfectly. All right. And now it's the last pick of the first round. The last pick of our show, too. Yeah. We're not going second round because second round doesn't matter. Let's be honest here. It definitely does. But, I mean, we're not going to sit here for 20 years making picks. I mean, I could probably do that, but I got somewhere yeah. to be in 30 minutes. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, Brandon has more important things. So, Listen, I'm going to go beat the tar out of some boys in FIFA. Oh, that's what you're doing? Oh, yeah. 
I can respect it. Who do you have the Lions taking here to close out the first round? The Lions, I feel like my mock draft in particular would not be complete without another quarterback going. And I think the Lions, they play in a very indoor stadium. They play in Detroit where it gets cold, but it doesn't matter because they're indoors. Okay. But they also play in the NFC North. Yeah, I mean, you got to play Chicago and Green Bay. Which is not indoors. Let me tell you what, that is is not indoors. Correct. And somebody who made their money whenever they were in college up in that area of the country is going to be their pick here because they already drafted Hutchinson earlier on in the round. That area of the country, who do you have? Because Desmond Ritter's off the board. No, that area, they made their money in that area of the country. As in, they went and won a ring up there because Nakobe Dean is the pick. They won it in Indy. He's going to stay up there. Oh, I thought you were talking about a quarterback. You completely nope. threw me off. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, I. They they definitely need a quarterback. However, I like Dan Campbell a lot. I've never been shy to say that. And I think Dan Campbell's playing chess. Yep. Not checkers. Let's be real. Whether they draft a quarterback or not, no matter who they pick with their two first-rounders, no matter what they do, they're not making the playoffs, and they'll probably be back in the top ten next year. Next year's quarterback class is loaded. Yep. So I think that they say, you know what? We'll suck again for another year. We'll go out and get someone like Bryce Young next year. So they skip out on getting a a quarterback here. I think it really just comes down to, like, who they think is the best player available. I think that they could use another receiver. I see him getting George Pickens from uh, from Georgia to close up. Kind of salty. I like yeah. that. I, I kind of like that one. So uh, yeah, that's going to do it for our first round mock. Yep. So just fun. a couple closing questions here. Who do you and on your board? Who do you see as like the best available player going into day two? Um, that's a great question because it kind of got rid of it on my screen. <laughs> um, what are the top five available on PFF? Because there was one of them sitting there that I kind of liked. Well, I mean, I'll go with mine. I mean, I think David Ojabo. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he tore his Achilles as per day. I think that he could be end up being a steal. One of these running backs will probably turn into a stud, whether it's Kenneth Walker. Brees Hall. I do like Kenneth Walker a lot. Yeah, I I think he deserves a little more props than what he's getting. Um, I think Trevor Penning, the tackle from Northern Iowa, the fact that he didn't get taken off the board of mine, yeah. I think that he could definitely be – I could see the Jaguars getting him with 33 since yeah. they pass on O-line uh, yeah. in round one. Who's the Who's the Georgia player that's left on your board? Louis Cena. That's who I like. I think he's another stud. That's who I like. I think he's by far the best safety outside of uh, Hamilton. Okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, Hamilton, I believe, was the only safety that we had off the board. Yeah, I was just looking on mine, and I don't have another one. But I have one, two, three quarterbacks going. Okay. And I have three offensive tackles back to back to back. So, fair enough. 
Fair enough. And I have the Pittsburgh Steelers picking at number one, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's uh, for someone who was grilling the radio show yesterday for all their bold moves, and then you turn around and start off with that. that that's an interesting strategy. But, you know, I, I don't think it's that that far off because I think the Steelers want Malik because of reasons, off-the-field reasons. Yeah. Um, with their head I, I, I would agree with that, but I don't think that they sell the farm to do it. Well, that's not even selling the farm either. That that trade that I sent in, that's like probably two first round picks, and I don't think it's they're that far off because they can they can get people in free agency who want to play with Malik. Malik's a good kid, like oh, yeah. people are gonna want to play with him, and so I really think that like if they can go trade up to number one, get Malik Willis for sure, get their guy because I mean Tomlin doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's just gonna sit there and wait like oh I hope we get him. No, I think he's going to make a move because he's going to be like, go get my guy because that's who I want. Yeah. And so I think that's what happens. That's interesting. He's not one to sit on his thumb and just wait. The, the thing, the biggest hang up in this is I don't think the Jags would be willing to trade down all the way to number 20. <clears throat> well, if Carl Aftis is still there and they can pick him, that is. A well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you don't know who's going to be there. I just, that's why. Okay, I so what if, what if Jacksonville trades up, trades down to 20? And then they make another trade to, like, number 10 for, like, Jameson Williams or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Or Kayvon Thibodeau at 10. And then they have to give up less. They can do 20 20 and that second rounder to get somebody cheaper. Yeah. Like, so they essentially just move back nine spots to get a good edge rusher for cheap – this is true. Well, in, in closing, let's switch up super quick. Oh, Lord. Okay. Switch up. You didn't we, tell me we, we were have, uh, What? You, you didn't tell me we were going to do this. Oh, yeah. It's always unexpected surprise. Keep you on your toes a little bit, right? There's, uh, there's six NBA playoff series that have yet to be settled in the first round. First up, Philly is up 3-2. to two. They were up 3-0. Embiid isn't 100%. Thibault can't play. In Toronto. And Toronto's going to take the series. I'm on the Yes. Track. Yes. I'm not. I knew I wasn't the only one. I'm on the train. Toronto's playing good basketball right now, too. I agree. Toronto Toronto takes that series. Uh, Milwaukee has a chance to close out Chicago tonight. I think they will. Yeah. I'd, I'll agree with you there. Uh, the West is still wide open. Phoenix up 3-2. They said Devin Booker could come back for – Probably not for game six, but possibly if there's a game seven. Well, there is going to be a game seven because I think the Pelicans take game six because I believe the referee, I think his name is Scott Foster. Is he going to be the ref? No. I he is. No. So Scott oh, Foster man. referring game six would just mean that it's going to a game seven. So. Yep. I, well, I had Phoenix closing it out in game six, but now I have second thoughts. Regardless, I think Phoenix finds a way to win this series. Chris Paul uh, overcomes Scott Foster. That'd be fun. Dallas is up three to two on Utah. They'll take care of it. Yeah, especially with Donovan Mitchell being banged up. I'm going to agree yeah. with you there. Uh, Golden State's up three one. They can close out Denver tonight. You're going to close them out. I don't know if they'll close them out tonight, but they win that series at some point. It's in it's in California, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah series over. Goodbye. 
probably the most interesting, pro- what has been probably the most interesting series in the playoffs for a multitude of reasons. Ah, baby. Timberwolves, Grizzlies, um, game six is in Minnesota. The Minnesota crowd's going to be bumping. I hope nobody else runs out on the court. I hope they do because that means the Timberwolves are going to win. They're 3-0 and when people do and 0-3 and when they don't. Okay. Well, I'm going to go Timberwolves probably just because to win this game, then the uh, Grizzlies win in seven. But Yeah. I'd... I'm just happy that we possibly are going to get seven games of that. Yeah, Anthony Edwards versus John Morant has been special. It's been exactly I, what I we think all thought it was going to be. Minnesota's now blown two big leads in the second half of this series. They're able to bounce back from the first time. I don't see them doing it again. I, I in all honesty, I see Memphis close them out in a in a close game in Game Six. But, yep. but any closing thoughts, Mister Williams? Um, just be ready for fireworks tomorrow night. It's the NFL draft. Anything can happen. This is absolutely correct. Well, for Brandon Williams. I'm Joey Keller. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the draft. Uh, enjoy the NBA playoffs, baseball, whatever, whoever lights your fire, I guess you can say. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night. Go Bucks. With the 11th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the New Orleans select Marshawn Lattimore, defensive back, Ohio State.